I talk to strangers day or night. I talk to strangers in any kind of line. It makes sense to me to believe in the kindness and the trust I Okay, so I'm here today in my kitchen with um, Nate Shrem. Hi, Nate. Hey. And Jesse Kilgus. Hello. Hi, Jesse. Hi. <laughs> and um, they are um, the executive director and right now deputy executive. Yes. Director. Deputy. Soon, exec- soon to be artistic director and executive director. We're, ah. we're growing quickly and, and we're kind of leading. you're shifting roles. Yeah, exactly. Well, either way, these guys are the. Um, the masterminds behind Musicambia, um, which is, and I'll let you guys kind of explain what it is, but bringing music conservatories into prisons is sort of the simple, is yeah, that a essentially. simple definition? Yeah, I've been steering clear of, of music conservatories lately. That's kind of how it started, but but really just because uh, it's we're just trying to teach music, so mm-hmm. uh, or and at least oper- offer opportunity, sorry, offer <laughs> opportunities to. To uh, to learn music and to have a, a music education in right. prisons. Um, this is something that's been going on for about, uh, I guess, almost six years now. We're in our fifth season at Sing Sing Correctional Facility. But, um, yeah, we're trying to spread all across the country, uh, basically building music schools um, in, in hopefully all 50 states within the next 15 years. But uh, wow. currently we're in three, almost four states. And um, we teach everything from... from uh, Music theory to ear training, composition, and also uh, instrumental lessons. So anything from guitar to violin to saxophone, clarinet, piano. Um, wow. Songwriting, hip hop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of we're trying to be as as broad of a of a musical instrument as we can be in the sense of uh, we're trying to just offer any tools that could be uh, useful in in the in the um, journey of creating musicians. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I met Jesse because I wrote about you I was introduced to you by a friend and wrote about you for the Brooklyn paper mm-hmm. a number of years ago right so yeah. we were strangers then <laughs> and then I think I was so interested because I do the work that I've done with Inspire Corps and learning how important bringing the arts is to building communities mm-hmm. and so you had told me you'd started working with Music Cambia and I think we just had coffee a few times and just mm-hmm. I learned more about it and then recently I threw a little fundraiser here for you guys um but i'm interested sort of in in why you're a musician and you got involved and nate i know you had started this program but i mean if you want to talk a little jesse into why why it was something you wanted to get involved with sure well i've been involved in uh i am a songwriter but i've also been involved in arts nonprofits for several years now and excuse me allergies (laughs) I'm a big proponent of any sort of art form being um, a transformative force for people. Mm-hmm. And I started working as a freelance grant writer for Music Cambia, and I really got sucked into the mission and then started going into Sing Sing and mm-hmm. seeing the, the value that this programming has and how right. it really is changing people's lives. 
um, in a very deep way, and not just the students we serve, but um, our staff and our teaching artists are really having pro- a profound reaction to working um, in this environment and, and sharing music um, in these communities. Yeah. Um, so I wholeheartedly believe in the mission, and for me, it's been an exciting challenge. I I don't like to do anything the easy way, I guess. <laughs> so to me, it was exciting to come in and to not have a salary yet and to have to figure that out and to kind of strategically and creatively come up with ideas for how to make programming in 50 states a reality. Yeah. And how, how are you going about that? We're pretty scrappy. We, we follow every lead. We talk to anyone who's interested and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, we've been expanding this year, we have programs in several different states, but, but often we just find one person who's interested, right. either at a university or at a correctional facility, and we work with that person to make a program a reality. Yeah. So it's very grassroots. I mean, what I, what I love about you guys and, and what I think is so important, and with the work that I did with InspireCore and just in one school, you can see the effects of your work. And, and certainly in terms of organizations that I like to support I like to see you know I like to see where the money goes I like to see that you know you're you're doing it I mean when you had the fundraiser here you know you brought alumni from the program who performed and spoke about the experience which was incredibly moving and I think it's really amazing to see the effect that music has. And I, I know the people who came to my event and then the subsequent event at my sister-in-law's house were so, so moved by how much the music has transformed people who we, we have a lot of opinions about people who are incarcerated, mm-hmm. don't we? Hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of preconceived notions. I certainly did before I went into prison yeah. and um, was personally really kind of blown away by... The, the reality of the people I was meeting. And, right. and the fact is the people in our Sing Sing program are really um, some of the most enlightened people <laughs> any of us have ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you mean by that, enlightened? I mean, what is... I think they've had a chance to um, really take a deep look at themselves in a way that a lot of people don't. Right, right. Um, and I think that that creates a sort of a grounding and, mm. and a way to... Um, interact with people that mm-hmm. that's comes from a very genuine place from that's from my experience I totally and, agree yeah, yeah I, I I use the same word all the time enlightened it's yeah. I think of, <clears throat> particularly the men in the Sing Sing program is is all kind of individual Buddhas that mm-hmm. um, actually like it has nothing to do with with why they're there it's just that they've had this time to turn this kind of you know, treacherous situations, horrible uh, situation into something positive, which is right. something that so few of us do in general, that the people that can do that in, in prison with, mm-hmm. with kind of the, the steepest of, of, uh, of difficulties mm-hmm. are, are able to turn their lives around and, and, and smile on, on any mm-hmm. day and, and come in and be open and be, and be vulnerable and be expressive and share. I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't, they're, yeah, they're they're unbelievably inspirationally inspirational people in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, we, we had a student concert there the other day, actually, and this one man who is always 
always has the best mm-hmm. attitude and is the warmest, most engaging person. Um, he found out that day that his mother passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was emceeing the show for us and performing oh, wow. a number of songs. And he was such an example of exactly that. Mm-hmm. He, he spoke about losing his mother to the right. audience. And, and he used that opportunity to play music and share music as a way to kind of as a positive experience it wasn't right wasn't heavy at all hmm. and and a lot of the men who were performing actually spoke about losing their own mother or right. similar circumstances at that show and it was really pretty moving yeah well i think it's interesting because i was just thinking about this earlier today and was talking to someone about it yesterday you know that Sometimes, you know, you feel you need to unload, right? Life just gets too overwhelming and you sort of, you know, unload on somebody. But I was thinking actually how sometimes that's not as helpful as you think it might be. But what has been really helpful for me in my life, which is why I'm now doing a drum workshop for other people, is mm-hmm. is expressing myself through music or, you know, through writing in a way, but not even just blurting out all the problems that I have, but you know, really turning it into something beautiful. Hmm. You know, this is why you see my chalkboard behind me. I draw, I paint it this morning. I, you know, because I, and and that's on a personal level, right? And I'm by no means in a predicament mm-hmm. like these gentlemen. But when they came to my house, I felt such a kinship with them in terms of that kind of, like you talked about, the attitude, the work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, Nate, I mean, we all should be doing that work. And and yet the impetus for it is not always there. Or yeah. we don't take the time. Yeah. But I mean, why do you think music is such a helpful thing for them in that continued process of of sorting through a lot of what they've dealt with? I think it, it's for a number of reasons. I think uh, partly because, and this is oftentimes the, the main reason why we, we, we talk about music's greatness in this in this uh role is is that it has the ability to create communities right and, and, and above all what we see the product at every facility we go to it's it's community is built yeah and and even if we go in there and just get 30 guys in a room and just work with them for one day and give them an instrument and just work together on something mm-hmm. by the time we leave there's a there's a connection there that mm-hmm. that would happen regardless of whether you're in a correctional facility or not but but because correctional facilities are so void of communities mm-hmm. and, and void of connection and personal uh, trust, mm-hmm. it's uh, particularly important there. And so that has a really amazing effect right away from day one, and it, and it increases exponentially as you work and as you build that community. So as you as your your musical level gets deeper, as you start working with more musicians, as you write more songs, mm-hmm. as you create new bands. Um, all of those community building things just get richer and richer and that, and the richer that gets, the more it starts to affect uh, people beyond that community. It starts to affect people on the outside of, of that circle. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to sound too woo woo, but I think it has a spiritual aspect too. Mm -hmm. Like the other, the other night at at the Sing Sing concert, um, I personally had this experience where, I don't know, Aretha Franklin was my favorite singer and Uh she makes me feel something just my whole body reacts when she sings especially right. the gospel mm. stuff that's but you know how in gospel music they say you, know, you feel the spirit or whatever mm. I totally felt that at our concert we had yeah. um just the energy of the performers and yeah. also the audience was up on their feet yeah singing words to songs that were original songs they didn't know the lyrics but they kind of learned them yeah. on the spot wow. and it was just you could feel the energy just elevated 
mm-hmm. everyone in the room. And, um, you know, these men at Sing Sing or people we work with in other facilities, they're not allowed to leave, but music kind of can transcend, help you transcend your physical yeah. Yeah. situation. And, and the the other aspect of it that is, I, I think, particularly useful is... is um, in prison, you, I, I would imagine, and, and from, from my experience talking to our students, is that there's a lot of things you just can't talk about also, or it's very difficult to talk about. And, right. Um, and I, as a musician, I can say that, like, even even though I may not be dealing with, with tribulations quite as, you know, nearly as deep as, as someone that's incarcerated would, um, I know there, there are things that I have a hard time dealing with, whether it's talking to someone about it, whether it's a, an emotional feeling that I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. Um, music's a really great I think of it as kind of like an oblique way at getting to that and accessing that and kind of talking to yourself through that without ever using words without even using right. your conscious mind a lot of times yeah, I think exactly. so much of music exists in the subconscious mind mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of our emotions exist also and so it's a way of kind of uh, of really getting your hands on that, that subconscious stuff and, and just mm-hmm. um, talking to it and, right. and, and I think that that's uh, important for everyone and I think particularly important in, a, in an incarcerated community like that yeah, I think it's so true. And, you know, in the work that I do with, I've started working at a women's shelter with my drumming and percussion. And, you know, by no means am I an expert drummer or, you know, mm-hmm. people pick up the the um, um, harmonica or the the other instruments. And we're not experts. I'm not trying to teach them music per se. But that ability to use that instrument to express themselves, mm-hmm. you know, versus straight up words. I do think that there is something really incredible about, you know, just having been in Turkey, there was great music at this wedding, mm-hmm. right? And there were a lot of people there who did not, I don't speak Turkish, they didn't speak English, and we danced together. <laughs> And and I was just saying, it was so beautiful because it, like you said, I mean, music really transcends a lot. It mm. transcends boundaries and borders and, and language of a different kind. And it's very, um, it, it does bring us together. And I've been so struck by that with just, you know, musicians that I've gone to see and listening to music headphones or, you know, but, but certainly with your program, the idea that, you know, I've worked with a lot of kids in the projects and they are these gentlemen, and I know you've worked with women as well, but many years later, because they weren't given these kinds of forms of expression or these ability, the ability to connect with one another. Mm. So I think it's, it's, you know, really amazing that at this stage that these I think it's also it's there's a forgiveness to it because they can bond and it brings them beyond whatever they're in for that people might the shame of that. I mean, do people talk to you at all about sort of the shame? Do you do you end up talking about emotions more? I know you said at the concert people were talking about death, but does it bring things up in conversation or you stick mostly to the music? A a, a really important part of our organization is that we are there to teach music. And Mm -hmm. I think that, and that has a really, um, I'm glad you brought this up because this is, this is a a key part of Music Cambia is that, that we're not there to talk about their emotions. You know, we're not there to talk about their situation, to, to try to change them. Right. We're, we're there to teach them music Mm -hmm. and we're there to, 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 work with them as musicians and, mm-hmm. and uh, 
collaborate in a way we would with any other musician on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in, in doing that, we are able to look at them in a way that all of their administration, their security, and sometimes even their colleagues don't often look at them. Right. You know, we see them as not. And I'm not, I, I'd go so far as it's not even about just seeing them as people. I mean, everyone on our faculty is is a is an unbelievable, unbelievably compassionate soul and, right. and sees everyone as a person. But beyond that, we see them as musicians. And and for those guys, I think to be seen as a musician and not the worst thing they've uh, the worst thing they've ever done. I mean, that's right. what we define them as as a society. We define you as a criminal or a, right. or a murderer or or a, a robber or something like this. And we see them as a musician and that, um, and that's always our priority. Sometimes we, these things, you know, we talk, they, they need to express something. We listen right. and we, we're compassionate, but, but, you know, we're not therapists. We're not, we're not right. psychologists or psychiatrists. We, we don't have the skills to really deal with some of the stuff they're dealing with, mm-hmm. but we, you know, obviously we deal with everything with compassion. Um, but on a, on another note, I have had a lot of great conversations with the alumni as, I, as I've gotten really even closer with our alumni and people mm-hmm. that have come out of our uh, Music Cambia programs. Um, I will talk to them about um, to try to understand better what the guys are going through on the inside because right. because we don't deal with it. And I'm, to try to build the our compassion for these guys mm-hmm. um, because it's one thing to treat them as musicians, but it's another thing to just understand that you will never understand what they're going through. Right. Um, so, so, so yeah, we, we, I talked to them about that, but it's, um, but at, at this point it's just as friends, you know, with the alumni right. we're, we're friends and we're, you know, we're musical partners. And um, so, so that, that boundary is broken down a little even more. Right. But you've tapped into something and that's what I think so interesting about music sometimes is that, it taps into emotions Mm -hmm. for sure. You know, like any art form. I mean, you know, and that's what I think is so interesting about just expressive arts in general is that you're tapping into emotions without having to do that sort of very literal... Because I I do think sometimes with straight-up therapy, no offense to it, but that sometimes you don't actually know. Right. By, addre- <laughs> by addressing it head on, you in fact miss it. It's like, exactly. like quantum mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. If you see it, it's you're wrong. You know, like exactly. Like, or, or you know, someone someone tell me that figure that's figure it out, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. I've I've been in therapy. I I, don't, I agree. Yeah. But I I could be in therapy forever and never figure it out or get better. Right. It's you need to express yourself, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's verbally and through language. But that ability to express yourself through music, and especially like you're saying with these guys who are clearly going through a lot, but sometimes, like you said, it's the pride of being a musician Mm. versus a murderer or whatever they're in for, which I know with your alumni, despite my father-in-law's comment, we, we really didn't, you didn't address that. We didn't talk about what they had gone in for, you know, people had served 20 years, obviously it was something serious, but I felt what was so amazing about it is that we watched them perform, Mm -hmm. we heard their stories of what music had brought to them at a very difficult time, and so it, it, it focused more on the compassion than on the vilification of them as humans, Mm -hmm. right? How do you how do you stress that aspect just through the music? Or are you just you just the way you we just, look at we, them? we just yeah we treat them as musicians. Yeah, yeah, music just does the work for us. I think because totally. it just it has a such a 
rehabilitative power within it. It mm-hmm. kind of heals people. Yeah, it's music. Yeah. It's like it's, it's the greatest. Like, who doesn't no, like music? Yeah, and who really understands it? Like, yeah. no one. You know, like, like I, I think of like some of the greatest musicians in the world, whether it's like you know Stevie Wonder or right. or someone like Beethoven or something like this, and like. Like, I think the reason those musicians were so great is because they were unbelievably skilled and still were in awe of music and still right. were, could, couldn't believe that, that, like, how little they really understood the potential. I mean, I mean it's just, right. music is, it's, it's beyond us. And it's, yeah. thank God, you know, right. what if we didn't <laughs> we understand it? Beyond you know, us. wouldn't it suck? Yeah, I mean, and I think yeah. that's why, for, for I, I'll speak for myself, but music is my religion. I mean, it is my right. life. It's what I, it's what I've, and, and, and it's not that music is necessarily, you know, I, music is God or whatever. It's just, it's this, this idea that there's something, there's a perfection that is unattainable right. that, um, I know I can strive for along with everyone else. And it's making everyone better at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you'll never really get it, but you right. always want to get better. It's like this beautiful, yeah. it's this beautiful kind of, um, I don't know, Holy grail that, uh, yeah. that, that I think can, can bless anyone's life. Um, and it's not exclusive to other kinds of religions either. So it's, right. um, but it's interesting that you chose this population. How did you choose? I mean, obviously, you believe in music and teaching music, and you play, right? You tour as a concert violist. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so why did you choose this population of people to teach music to? Um, because I was a... I've always had a, a really strong push in my family for uh, civic duty and, right. and what's our role in the world and why... Um, trying to always recognize how lucky you really are mm-hmm. um as a, as as a as a human being as a as an american right. as a um you know a fairly well off i had a, I had, a, I had a very happy family you know my parents where are you from all over the place my dad was in the military oh, um yeah. so i was born in california but grew up all over the place and mm-hmm. um I was I was extremely lucky and my parents made sure i knew that yeah. um and i don't think that you know there i still don't recognize fully how lucky i am um, and so there's always this push to recognize um, how grateful you should be and, and how you can help people that, that aren't, weren't as lucky as, mm-hmm. as you. Um, and, and hence, my brother became a, you know, a lawyer, a public defender uh, mm-hmm. here in Brooklyn. Um, he's recently moved on to other kind of, uh, efforts that are, are equally as important in the world. Um, but he's uh, uh, And my sister is also a lawyer that is fighting for the people in, of Miami against uh, eviction cases and hmm. um, fighting against major organizations and slumlords and stuff like that. And um, having a family like that, uh, specifically uh, my brother, who was really helped me educate me on the issues of mass incarceration in America mm-hmm. and its connection with uh, with the racist history of America mm-hmm. and how um, how unlikely it is that I could go to prison. Right. Yet, yet people as a white male as a white male yeah mm-hmm. as a as a um affluent white male right right of course at least growing up before i became a musician <laughs> um, right. and 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 how that um how some of the things i did growing up um if i were black would have put me in prison right. uh, or or eh, probably, yeah it could have sure. it definitely could have um, yeah. or if i was latino it would have put me in prison um or if I was poor, it could have put me in prison. Yeah. Um, and so this recognition of things, and, and I started thinking, you know, as a musician. So here's a major civil rights issue. I think it's the for me it was the, what I could see the major civil rights issue of our time. And uh, everyone looks back on the civil rights era and says, you know, oh, if I was around, I would fight for that. I said, well, what is it today that I would fight for that I would yeah. look back on and say, I should have fought for that. Yeah. And that was, and this is kind of what I found. And then I, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? 
I'm a musician. Yeah. You know, like, what can you do as a musician? Everyone's right. like, well, play harder, play more emotionally. And, right. and I think there's some truth to that and how, you know, we're talking about the spirituality of music and what oh, that yeah. means the and how powerful that could it. be. Yeah. But I thought there was something a little more practical. And so as I started um, doing this, I realized that the, there, there, there's a, a gap in here. There's a, a possibility. And, and that's a whole other story how this came up. But um, yeah. that's how music can be formed, essentially, is, is yeah. seeing this civil rights issue and combining it with the skills that I've been working my life on to develop. And I, I'm trying to use those skills to help uh, a major a major malady in our country. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it always feels good to do something bigger than yourself, too. Because awesome. like, I'm, yeah. I don't know, I'm a songwriter, and before that I was an actress, and I, I'm just a creative person by nature. And, right. and I have to do something creative, or I'll be very unhappy. But um, <laughs> it it's nice to do something outside of my own stuff to feel mm-hmm. like I'm not just about myself and like mm. collaborating with other people or being a force for good mm-hmm. in the world somehow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A huge force for good. Okay. So much of what, ha- what ha- is happening with music can be is thanks to Jesse. And, oh, um, cause I came in, you know, I came in as a musician that had a, kind of a few skills, you know, I could, right. I could talk a lot. I could play viola and I could uh, convince people to give me a little bit of money. Right, right. And, um, and then uh, meeting up with Jessie and, and uh, having her uh, focus and her drive and her, her uh, organizational skills that um, have helped us connect with people nationwide um, have brought in, has helped us be better talkers, better yeah. uh, fundraisers, and, and uh, help our mission serve more people. So it's, um, so it's been uh, only better ever since Jessie's joined the team. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm always amazed. I mean, collaboration is something I think musicians know almost better than anyone. When I started hanging out with musicians, I was just sort of blown away because I think collaboration is actually, for mere mortals, is a fairly challenging thing. Hmm. And like you said, getting outside of yourself. But when I see, you know, when I first started hanging out with people who were in a band, you know, and how that brought them together. And actually was in a band, you know, just a mom band. We took a class. But a just, mom band. Well, yeah, they have classes. Name for Next a band. podcast. <laughs> Our mom band was good. But it was it was really fascinating because, you know, you watch all these movies about how bands break up and right. this one, the egos and the whatever. And what you realize is that, I mean, in within two seconds of sort of positioning ourselves and who's in charge of writing the song and who's doing what. This isn't going to work. You realize, <laughs> you realize it was a big ego. It was a big ego thing. And, and yet, so when it works, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're basically, when you're, I mean, it's sort of why I do my drum circles is because we started with a drum circle. And if we got there late and we didn't do our drum circle, we, we were very disjointed. And it was really <laughs> interesting to me just to learn that Sort of in metaphor, uh-huh. right? That collaboration is hard, but that musicians, in order to make something sound good, have to really collaborate. I mean, you really yeah. have to pay attention to each other, right? It's a valuable skill, and that's one of the cool things, especially about the Sing Sing program, is that um, the men are asked to perform in ensembles of different sizes all the time, so they're really working together on a lot of things, and that's super helpful for communication skills. And not, You're not always going to work as well with one person as another and right. to be adaptable. And When learning, how, I talk about this a lot whenever we do songwriting courses, but like you have to learn how to be a leader and you have to learn how to be a collaborator. Yeah. Um, and some people are more, 
you know, lean towards one side of that than the other. Sure. But at the same time, if, if you're going to be a good musician, you got to be able to do both. Right. Um, even as like, you know, viola player, I know, I know, I know that most of what I do in a string quartet is, is service. But there are moments when if I don't like give and I don't lead and show people the way, yeah. <laughs> you know, in a musical passage or something, then it just, it sucks, you know? Right. And, and so, and, and that's the case, whether you're writing music, whether you're playing in a band, whether you're, uh, you know, discussing something, whether you're in a chorus, I mean, it's, it's all, it's, it's a, it's a really remarkably important skill that, um, I actually don't think it's talked about enough in music education, but, yeah. but something that's come across a lot, uh, as, as something very important in our music cambia work. Well, I've been fascinated just when, because I, you know, in the trainings that I've had with sort of rhythm therapy and, and the way that when you are with a group of people, sort of naturally, you know, that even when people say they don't want to lead, there's a part of all of us that, that would be, have pride in being in charge, Mm -hmm. right? Or Mm -hmm. taking charge and having other people follow you. And it's something that I've played with a lot with these kids because and and recently with women in the shelter because there are there are people who are in these communities where they don't necessarily feel proud. Oh yeah. And and pride, while it's you know one of the seven sins or whatever, there's something really crucially important to making your way in the world mm-hmm. that that you need to have pride. You need to feel... You have to. Yeah, you have to. You you have to feel proud of yourself. You have to move forward. You have to be able to communicate with other people. And if you feel bad about yourself, it doesn't go well. <laughs> you know? And that's what I find with music is giving that opportunity, like you said, to lead just with with an instrument is such an amazing metaphor of... <laughs> of you know, leading and having other people follow because how many times in these people's lives they weren't in a leadership position and nobody would follow them. Or maybe they were in a leadership position in a criminal aspect and that did, that was the pride that they had. And so people followed. And that's taken away. Yeah. That becomes your, yeah, your, your scarlet letter, you know, your pride. But you know, there's one of my favorite things to see in music camera programs is when someone, uh, is, is see someone get that pride. Um, it's happened in, in every program where, where someone's extremely shy and really it doesn't want to come out. And then, and then a, there's always a, a, not always, but there's a, a number of people that have that moment, right. you know, that like, you know, I'm sure we could think of a number of them in, in our yeah. programs where like that guy stood up and did yeah. something that no one was expecting. And from that moment onward, they were a yeah. different person. Mm-hmm. Um, true. You know, they were, they like, you know, I have so many stories of someone that wouldn't look you in the eye. They would, they would kind of look down mm-hmm. and they wouldn't, wouldn't uh, collaborate very much. Mm-hmm. And then they got, they were kind of hoisted into some leadership role, do something. And then, and, and, and you can see the terror, like you can see their right. legs shaking. You can see them, you can see sweat pouring down their face and then afterwards, it's like the brightest smile and the and like the whitest whites of their eyes you'll see. And 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 it's and, and it's and it's not a temporary thing. It's not like just some high they're on. Right. It's like it's that like access of like I'm worth something. Yeah. I you know at least that's what I see it as. And then and then they're different. And then they're and then they're they're collaborative. They're a leader. They're a server. They're um, yeah. You know it's it's it, it's that's my favorite thing to see. Yeah. It it's so amazing. Cool. It's amazing. I feel like the arts really does that for people. I had the same experience with a kid who came in, you know, to, to work with me and he couldn't look me in the eye, head down. Mm -hmm. He was on ADHD meds. He was in special ed. He was, you know, just 
everything negative and he had no pride he could not look me in the eye and then I don't know we were we were reading together and we, I read him this book about being happy and then he came in one day and he said can you help me write my name in cursive and I said sure and he did it and he's like well, was really into it and then the next day next week he came in and he wanted to he was tracing something in the light of the window and I started laughing and I was like he looked at me like why are you laughing at me I said, there's nothing wrong with you. You're an artist. Here was the sensitive soul hmm. who had not been given any opportunity to express himself in an artistic way. And in doing so with him, in this very brief moments, he found something that made him feel good about himself. And all hmm. of a sudden he was walking around with his head held high, you know, and you're giving that to people. And it's, it's so crucially important, and I, I want to thank you guys so much for oh. your work. Yeah, thank thanks. you. Now, how can people get involved? Do you have a gala coming up? We have a gala coming up on May 16th at 7 o'clock at the Cutting Room. Which May is 16th, which is next... Thursday. Thursday. The Cutting Room is on 32nd, I think. 32nd uh, on the Park east side. Park Avenue. Yeah. Okay. There are tickets available through our website, musicambia.org. Musicambia.org. Okay. And that's m u s i c a m b i a dot o r g. Yes, excellent. And then, just in terms of getting involved or donations, can people make donations directly on people your website? People can make donations on our website. They can mail us a check. The address is on the website, and they, they can, can mail us instruments if they uh, if oh, they have yes. instruments to donate. Yeah. We're looking for a saxophone. Oh, um, alto, alto sax. And they can contact us through the website, too, if they have other ideas for how to get involved. We're very open to ideas. Okay, great. And we know from the party that I threw and subsequent parties from that that you can always throw a fun party in honor of Music Cambia. And they are, it's an amazing evening with your alumni and mm-hmm. with, with everything that you do. It's a, it's a great performance. So I highly recommend that to anybody who wants to... Uh, to get involved so and join us next thursday uh, may 16th and go to musiccambia.org to learn more and thank you guys so much for joining us and i'm really glad that i talked to strangers you jesse back in the day and that you guys go into these places and talk to these strangers and and help them out so much is awesome so remember everybody talk to strangers